Does the universal designated hitter make the Reds a better team in 2022? Does the DH make you feel better about the Reds currently on the roster? I'm looking at you, Mike Moustakis. Who is the Reds' all-time pitcher that rakes? We're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Reds your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, alongside Steve Offenbaker. We are the Reds fans, Reds addicts that have turned our addiction into information for you each and every day, although three days a week uh, during the lockout. On today's podcast, we are going to talk about the designated hitter. The Reds are going to have it for all 162 games and the playoffs, too, if they make the playoffs. From here on out, we look at how they can utilize it to their utmost advantage, and we look back on pitchers hitting by doing a 3 by 3 draft of all time. Reds, pitcher, hitters, hitting pitchers, pitchers, pitchers in the batter's box, pitchers who rake, something like that. Um, Steve, before we get into that, though, let's start with this DH talk because it's something that we expected, uh, something that we were kind of tentatively thinking about when it comes to the roster this year, something we were kind of holding on in our back pocket saying, okay, so-and-so is probably going to DH more, but maybe this person, maybe that person. I do feel good about this. However, I don't expect, and I don't think anybody really does, but just in case to state the obvious, in case you don't know, the Reds aren't going to use just one guy this year as their everyday DH. No, I think it's a very interesting question uh, as to what exactly David Bell will do with this because there are a lot of options and uh, some of them are some good opportunities for guys to really reestablish themselves as professional major league hitters. You know, I think everybody's instant knee-jerk reaction is to say, well, Joey Votto is going to be play a lot of DH, and, and he may well play a lot of DH. Uh, there are some great combinations you can use in sliding Joey to DH and getting Tyler Stevenson some time at first base, and, and, and then the dominoes fall into place from there. But there are some other guys that I think could really benefit from the opportunity to get a little bit more playing time uh, that might not necessarily get it just based on their past struggles. And, you know, I mentioned in the top there, Mike Moustakis is probably the prime candidate uh, to to stick in that DH spot and see if they can recapture some of the the glory of old and, and be a, a useful major league hitter again. I think if Moose was to go to an American League team this year, for whatever reason, if somehow the Reds swung a trade, he'd be a DH for them. Probably the biggest factor in anybody being a designated hitter is the lack of defensive prowess. We we saw him play third base last year. It wasn't great. I mean, he was fine if the ball was hit in his immediate vicinity, but if he had to range over to get anything, there was no range, and he wasn't getting anything. So I think that he is the first guy that you think of. The other guys that I'm, I think of, Joey, I also think of a great way to keep Tyler Stevenson's bat in the lineup without asking him to catch every day because that's no longer a thing. Like, whether or not anybody wants to admit it, there are no catchers in Major League Baseball that are going to catch 162 games. It just doesn't happen anymore. So... The DH helps him out. There's also another guy, which we'll we'll get to a dark horse that I have in a minute, but another guy that I'm thinking of is Jesse Winker. Part of that has to do with matchups. Part of that has to do with defense. I think that Jesse's 
speed and overall ability to kind of move around the outfield has improved over the course of his career, but you're also talking about the ability to limit his injury risk, something that we talk about a lot with Jesse Winker. He doesn't, he has never played more than 113 games in a season. The DH is probably a good way to help him get past that mark. Oh, I, I agree. And, you know, your your point on defensive liability is a great one. I mean, you can stick these guys out there at a defensive position, and most of the time it's going to go okay. It's like it's like you at the gym, Jeff. You're on the rowing machine. <laughs> most of the time the rowing machine is going to be okay. And But then other days you're going to fall off the rowing machine. And, and defense at the major league level is just like that, Jeff. Uh, sometimes it's going to be okay. They're going to catch the ball. And other times they're not. They're going to fall on their face. Uh, so something I wanted to relate it back to something you could understand. So for the defensive side of things, I think you're right. It eliminates that liability of Moose at third. It allows you to pull Jesse Winker out. Although a consideration there is the Reds' current lack of outfield depth may sure. prevent them from using Winker like they would normally. Just because there's not really another viable body to stick out there in his spot. But... I think that there are a couple great dark horse candidates. The other way that this ties back into something we've been talking about, Jeff, is all of this great young talent that's coming up. And we talked about there being a log jam in the middle infield. And by creating yes. that one extra uh, batting spot in the lineup, it gives you the ability to start moving some pieces around, get some of these young guys in at multiple positions, and follow that new model we talked about on our last episode where guys will play two or three positions and scoot around and, you know, everybody gets their share of time. And I think it really makes for overall a better team and a better lineup. I think that probably the most excited person in the world right now is David Bell about the designated here. We're talking about a dude who I think he eats, sleeps and breathes uh, the matchups. And being able to kind of move his lineup around and set it according to the pitcher that he's facing. And whether or not his roster, you know, allows him to do that, that's another conversation altogether. But if David Bell has the ability, he's going to do that. Now you're telling him, instead of filling eight lineup spots, he gets to fill nine. Dude's really happy right now. Like, it's, this is something that I know a lot of people love to complain about the matchups that David Bell seems to fixate himself on. It's not going away. And the fact that the Reds extended him means he's only going to do it. I mean, I don't know that he'll do it more than normal. The frequency won't increase, but it's not going to decrease. In fact, he's really excited about this DH spot. It's going to be a rotation. And I think that one of the biggest things is he's going to play the matchups. And that is why I think that a dark horse candidate, not every day, obviously, I'm not advocating for any everyday DH at this point for the Reds, but a guy that can help them out with matchups is Aristides Aquino. Yes, I know. We've talked about him ad nauseum and how he just doesn't hit breaking balls that are low and away. The reason for that is it's coming from a right-handed pitcher. Now you have a perfect spot to throw him in and just say, you know what, if there's a lefty on the mound, Aristides Aquino can hit in that spot because the other guys we talked about, Moose, he hits from the left side. Joey hits from the left side. Uh, Jesse he hits from the left side, too. And the Reds were bad against left-handed pitching last year. You got another spot listen, to put a righty in. Listen, Jeff, if Aristina Aquino gets significant playing time for the 2022 Cincinnati Reds, we are guaranteed <laughs> a fourth-place finish in the division. There's just the guy. The guy has it's, – it's, I'm done. I, I have seen all that I need to see. He had a great September, August, once upon a time. 
That was it. That's what he was. He's he's Tuffy Rhodes, six home runs to start a season. He's he's those that that aberration. And and now he's done and he's crashed back to earth and he can't he can't not chase the baseball. And uh, it's sad because, you know, I was just as excited as everybody else. But for him to get significant playing time means we are in real trouble. And I just don't see it in any other way around it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I, he's a guy that I just can't be rational. I, I think there's different players throughout the years that I've chosen to not be rational about. I was never rational about Billy Hamilton. I always kind of thought Phil Irvin was going to be a lot better than he was. Um, yeah. Aristides Kino must have uh, just uh, filled that vacuum. So I'm always going to advocate for him as long as he's on the Reds roster. And who knows? That's not even a given, really. We'll have to see how that goes after the lockout ends but with this idea of the dh kind of kills the idea of pitchers hitting it does so i think we should uh maybe talk about the pitchers that we've enjoyed watching over the years because it's something that we're never going to see again i think uh you know what we've learned so far is that the reds aren't going to use one dh the pitchers are going away and uh it's going to be a fun little draft that Jeff and I are going to have uh, talking about the three each, the pitchers that we've enjoyed watching hit. Uh, but before I talk to you about that, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. We're into February and everybody's New Year's resolutions are flying out the door. Everybody's diets are jumping off the rails. Everybody's out there just begging for a chocolate bar. And, you know, I am I am not immune to that. But by getting a, an order of Built Bar, uh, I have got my chocolate fix. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're probably the best protein bar around that you're going to be able to find anywhere on the market. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs for you keto folks, and 17 grams of protein. Uh, they have amazing flavors. The Cherry Barcia sits in my locker at work. I have one of those every single shift uh, to get me through the overnight uh, cravings for a, a little snacks about 3 a.m., uh, if you head over to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your order at Built.com, and you can choose from their amazing flavors like Cherry Barcia, like Coconut Brownie Crunch, like Salted Caramel. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. There's always new products. There's always new flavors rolling around. So if you haven't been over there and checked it out lately, head over to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to place your order today. Jeff, with the designated hitter coming in and uh, pitchers hitting going away, uh, you and I both have uh, sat back and reflected upon the pitchers that we enjoyed watching bat. And you came up with this great idea to have a little draft and pick our top three each. So uh, I think you said you wanted to uh, flip a coin to see which one of us gets to pick first. Yes, I have here a very shiny, beautiful... Coins, not shiny at all. Uh, it's a euro. I don't know where I got that. Well, obviously Europe, but I don't think I got it. I, I just found it. Anyway, call it in the air. Heads. Oh, dropped it. It's heads. <laughs> all right, I get to go first. That's very exciting because I think we probably had both had the same first pick in drafting a pitcher so. that that we enjoyed watching bat and uh, he just recently left the Cincinnati Reds. Of course, we're talking about Mikey biceps. Michael Lorenzen will be my number one draft pick, Jeff. And you know, the, the thing that Michael Lorenzen brought to the team, 
you know, prior to the emergence of Shohei Otani is, you know, this, this idea of a dual threat, this idea that he could be both an outfielder and a pitcher and a dangerous bat in the lineup. And it never quite all pulled together. Uh, but there were some very interesting moments, some very, some very poignant moments with him in the batter's box. Uh, you know, the, the home run uh, following the death of his loved one was something very special. And I think all Reds fans will remember uh, but he was always dangerous, and I think that's a very rare commodity amongst uh, having a pitcher in the batter's box is, you know, he had the ability to hurt you if you happen to groove one to him. Yeah, that was that's always going to be something that you can kind of call up in your memory, close your eyes, and think of the time that Mike Lorenzen hits a long ball to just commemorate the death of his father. And it's something that always, I mean, there's so many different examples of this, but the emotion that surrounds baseball how can you not be romantic about baseball Michael Lorenzen is always going to be an example of that for me I'm curious to see I wonder if the Angels and I know that they've already got a DH but maybe on days that Shohei Otani pitches does Michael Lorenzen DH because I know Shohei Otani DHs when he's not pitching you know I think that uh from just from the stuff that Lorenzen put out there when you know, he was getting ready to head to the free agent market. I think that he's looking for some opportunities, maybe not necessarily to, to just DH. He wants to play in the outfield. So, you know, my, my curiosity is, you know, he wants to be a starting pitcher and he wants some time in the outfield. So I would like to see just exactly how the angels navigate that. But I think it's going to be something that's fun to watch. And, and just, you know, as another excuse to go watch Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, uh, Yay, I'm on board. I'm going to be using my uh, MLB.TV package to definitely check out a lot of Angels games this year. Well, my pick. So it's my first pick. So you took the obvious one. The other guy that I kind of think is a little bit obvious here is friend of the podcast, Bronson Arroyo. And he's going to be my first pick when it comes to the all-time Reds pitchers hitting because when you talk about the golden locks in the box. Dude could swing the bat. Had nice bat speed, too. But he hit a couple of homers. He had a couple of extra base hits as well. I mean, we're talking about a dude that wasn't the automatic out that a lot of pitchers are. I mean, you know, they hit 110 collectively last year. He had a better batting average than that career-wise. He is a pretty decent hitting pitcher, and if you needed a sacrifice, he put that down too. Bronson made no bones about being a complete player as much as he possibly could. He was never going to be a two-way player. He's a pitcher who could hit, and he was not going to be a guy that plays every day. But I always loved watching him hit, and I, I feel like he deserves to be the number two pick in our draft. Well, and, uh, you know, added a benefit of will it can have him on and, and actually talk to him about <laughs> being drafted for his hitting prowess and see what he thinks about that. Makes it easy there. Yeah. Easy, easy transition to a question. Well, I guess that means I get to make my second pick. And, and so far, I'm getting both of the guys I had as my number one and number two. Uh, with the second pick for Team Steve, I am going to be taking Mike Leak yeah, as yeah. as our batter. So. You know, this is a guy that, again, uh, presented some danger when he came into the batter's box. He had three different seasons where he hit multiple home runs, and he has a career total of six long balls uh, over a 10-year period. And, you know, in his rookie year, he put up an OPS plus as a hitter of 107, and he was in uh, the high 90s another season. So, uh, you know, definitely a threat in the batter's box. Um 
maybe not the first guy you're going to call on, but was definitely a, a, a nice option to have in a, a game that maybe extended out into extra innings or, uh, you know, he was a starting pitcher for the Reds. So, you know, not necessarily a, a hole at the bottom of the lineup the first three times through. He's another guy that I would consider being probably the best. I, I think that obviously he doesn't have the power that Michael Lorenzen has, but I thought he had really good plate discipline for a pitcher. There's lots of pitchers that we watch just, you know, watch three strikes and then head back to the dugout. Mike Leak was never one of those guys, and he was always able to kind of put the ball where they weren't. And in key situations, you you talk about him getting on base for the guy and flipping the lineup, you know, not at a rate that you would say, okay, we'll put him in over, you know, a position player. But as far as pitchers go, you could do uh, not – okay, I'm about – Top my twist myself into a pretzel on that one. Yeah, he was he he real good. He real good. He real good, Jeff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's you know it's it comes down to with these pitchers. I think that we find uh, that go out there and we think of them as you know having some ability in the batter's box. Uh, the one thing that's consistent amongst all of them is they don't ever really look overmatched. Whereas a lot of guys are scared to even take the bat off their shoulder. You know these pitchers that we're selecting today. Uh, they do go up there and, and make an attempt and, and try to, you know, put the bat on the ball and, and make something happen for their team. Yeah, and they were smart about it, too. And we've got some more draft picks coming up. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one spot for sports scores and news, and they've got more props and odds than ever before. As we head into the Super Bowl, the king of prop bets. I mean, there's like a hundred gajillion billion just for one game. If you're not jumping in on something, I mean, at least the coin toss, I don't think they'll have a euro to flip, but you know, you can jump in on that over at bet online you can check them out today they've got stuff past football though i mean we've got the nba trade deadline just concluded today all kinds of crazy stuff there you check out the updated odds for those to win the nba plus you've got ncaa basketball the nhl ufc has a crazy card coming up later today and that's going to be israel adesanya going back for that middleweight belt looking forward to watching that you can find all that great stuff at betonline.net and they've got all kinds of great offers for you to take advantage of throughout the season so don't miss it go to betonline.net today because bet online is where the game starts Thanks again for making Locked on Reds your hashtag first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, of which I urge you to check out urgently. We've got lots of great stuff coming up for you as the season nears. And, you know, I know that Rob Manfred said some words and they didn't necessarily get us all gussied up for the season, but it was somewhat encouraging i guess but hey you know what whatever we'll get back to the fun that we're having with this draft because we're drafting pitchers who raked pitchers who hit well again pitchers who hit because that's key to my next pick because this guy was not very good on the mound um you can go back and look at his stats the numbers were not good the era uh you could almost count on two hands but when he was in the batter's box, he knew what he was doing. 264 lifetime hitter as a red. And this might give you a hint, too, before I say his name in like two seconds. 298 hitter as an Arizona Diamondback. I'm talking about Micah Owings. 
Oh, yeah. Didn't think I'd pull that name out, did you? Micah Owings. That guy couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if he was pitching, but he could hit the broadside of a barn if he was hitting and probably knock the barn over. He had a decent amount of power. Probably Michael Lorenzen light, you know, like you get the free version of the app before you actually pay for the version. Micah Owings was the free version, and then Michael Lorenzen came along, and he was the, you know, you paid for the app version. But Micah Owings was a pretty darn good hitter to say nothing about his pitching prowess. Is that even a real player? Did, yeah, did that do you guy not remember actually Micah Owings? I, I'm going to have to go look him up. I may have. Okay. His what, what year was that? I may have like blanked it out. <laughs> it may have been from 2008 to 2010. Yeah. Okay, he was, so. he was right there. Right. As you know, dusty came along and started making things good for us there. Uh, his career ERA is 4.86. You know, you're, you're not going to remember him for how he pitched. In fact, his career, um, ERA as a red was 5.35 and he started some games. No, that was for, no, yeah, he started a couple of games for, for the Reds in 2000. He started 19 games in 2009 and had a 5.34 ERA. Yeah, no, you're not going to remember him for what he did on the mound. It's what he did at the plate that you'll remember him for. He was pretty good at it. <laughs> Well, for I love it. I pulled somebody out you forgot about. That's you did. I, I was really was like, I think I think Jeff's messing with me. I think that he's just going to start saying names. My goodness. Got another one coming up that I don't think you're going to take this guy from me. We'll, we'll, I'm going to leave him for my last pick, though. So, all right. Who you got? Who you got next? So, for my last pick, you know, it's a, it's a battle of... You know, am I am I really trying to beat your team, Jeff, or do I just <laughs> want to have a guy around that I have a lot of fun with and that will be a good time at the post game beer kegger party? And uh, you know, I, I've gone back and forth on it, and I'm gonna go with the guy that I want to hang out with just because uh, he's a lot of fun. And I'm taking the crafty lefty himself, Chris Welsh, as my my final pick. Uh, you know, he's a guy that took pride in his hitting. I've talked to him about it um, over at the Reds Alert podcast. Uh, we talked to him about that fateful day in Philadelphia where he went yard in the batter's box in a game that he started as a pitcher. So, you know, he's got a little pop in his bat. Uh, he takes the game very seriously. He, he has a hitter's mind, a good approach to the game, and he's going to be a lot of fun uh, in the clubhouse after the game uh, celebrating the victory. So I'm going with the crafty lefty. I like it, picking the crafty lefty. That's good. You didn't take my next pick. But it, it's fun to talk to pitchers who really care about hitting because there's plenty of pitchers that are just like, yeah, whatever. I, mean, I don't care. I mean, we've mentioned that a number of times over the last couple of days when we talked about the DH coming, pitchers no longer hitting, and now we're talking about the best Reds uh, pitcher, pitcher hitters of all time. I think I specifically typed that up so I just tie my own tongue in knots. Uh, but – it's, it's really cool to talk to pitchers who really put some kind of work into their hitting. And, I mean, he's, he's talked about that on broadcast, too, is, you know, whenever they're talking about a pitcher that struggles with the bunt, <clears throat> Vladimir Gutierrez, uh, then, you know, he, he, he kind of <laughs> talks about hitting as a pitcher a little bit. And that's, that's something that I find uh, very, very admirable about any pitcher. And it's cool that Chris Welsh made our draft. Oh yeah, I'm, I I enjoyed talking with him about it, and uh, you know when I when I brought it up to him uh, in that last interview I did with him, I, I I posed a trivia question to him, which was, "What does Chris Welsh, Shohei Otani, and Babe Ruth all have in common?" 
And he had no idea where I was going with it. And then finally I was like, it's pitchers that rake. All pitchers that have hit a home run on a game they've started. And, you know, he got a big laugh out of it. But during that conversation, he did tell me that he took his hitting very serious. And and you could tell that there was an element of pride to uh, his approach at being in a batter's box. All right, Steve, the last guy in our draft. And I know that the last draft pick is usually called Mr. Irrelevant, but in six draft picks, is anybody really irrelevant? Okay, we're talking about hitters that pitch or pitchers that hit. Probably not that great a group, but this guy, if you remembered um, our boy Micah Owings, you probably remember this guy because I grew up watching him and I was looking at a number and it just tripped me up. But anyway, in 1999, he had 10 hits. And in fact, in 2003, when you look at his career, the worst year of his pitching, he had 18 hits for the St. Louis Cardinals. He is Brett Tomko. I'm going to take Brett Tomko as my third pitcher who rakes. Okay, we did leave off a couple of interesting guys. I mean, we Wade probably Miley. left off a lot of interesting guys. I had Wade yeah, Miley we, just in case you beat me to Lorenzen, but uh, we could yeah. go we could go back through history whenever like pitchers hit like four hundred or something like that. But yeah, no, I'm I'm taking Brett Tomko simply because I mean, you look at some of the numbers that he had, and it's kind of funny. Now he never did hit a home run, so there's that. But he had a couple of doubles. He had ten hits that year in 1999. Hit two thirteen, Steve. Got on base 26% of the time. Those Again, are the kind of numbers. You can play third base for the Reds. Those, yeah, those are the kind of numbers that get you the silver slugger. Yeah, you could. Oh, man. But, no, I, I wanted to do this because, like we said, I mean, you can look back. I think the last pitcher that will ever have gotten a base hit for the Cincinnati Reds as a pitcher, not as a pinch hitter, will be Luis Castillo as he singled, I believe it was, against the Pirates. In fact, um, as our as C. Trent Rosecrans pointed out, his only the only hit of the day against Will Crow. All right. You know, it's interesting. I wonder if the rules are going to be adjusted now with the DH because you know yeah. over the history of the designated hitter, teams have screwed up and managers have made bonehead moves and they've ended up having pitchers have to bat because the team has put the designated hitter in the field and lost their ability to have a DH. So I wonder what kind of rules adjustments are going to be coming along with this, because inevitably, if it can be screwed up, one of these managers will do it, and the pitchers will have to bat in the game. As a fan of chaos, I think I'm rooting for them to just leave it like that, because that'd be kind of funny. Like, you just get, you know, I'm thinking of Tony LaRusso whenever he didn't realize about the double switch thing and the the runner on second base. So I'm thinking, you know, like, of course he would know about the DH because he's in the American League now, but just have some kind of, I don't know, like who, all right, power rank managers real quick that we'd like to see do that. Um. Yeah, Joe Madden, but I don't think he'd miss that. <laughs> Absolutely. <Anyway. laughs> Too bad Clint Hurdles. Too bad Clint Hurdles not still around because oh. he'd be the guy I'd be rooting for to screw up. <laughs> I tell you, ever oh since he left goodness. the Pirates, I almost don't hate the Pirates. Not that I ever right? really hated the Pirates, but yeah, I just didn't like Clint Hurdle. <laughs> well, listen, Jeff, I think that's probably a good spot to uh, to wrap this episode up talking about our hate of Clint Hurdle. But, uh, <laughs> you know, coming up on our next podcast, Jeff, we're going to dig into the CBA a little bit more. Uh, there's a meeting coming up this Saturday where Major League Baseball is going to make a pitch to the players. So we will have all of that information for you. We'll break it down and talk about exactly what it means. Uh, thanks again for making Locked on Reds your hashtag first listen of the day. Now make Locked on Bets your second listen. 
Q and Lee Sterling over there give you all the information you need to make some cash at betonline.ag every single day. Locked on Bets, just like Locked on Reds, is free and available on all podcasting platforms. So head over there and click subscribe today. Jeffrey, it might be the offseason and we might still be locked out. But what are we? We are Locked on Reds every single day. And who day? Who day? Who day?